0: Hi. Hi. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, so this is part two of the uh, discussion of getting a game on the iPhone. Uh, so for the, for the listeners out there, can you just quickly summarize um, what your game is about? And sure. And then we'll just move on to what some of the challenges were.
1: Sure. So again, my game is called one two, 3 pop It's a math slash puzzle game, uh, it's for the iPhone and iPod touch. Uh, and uh, basically, it's uh, the sort of game where you actually touch three numbers. You touch the first number, and you touch a second number, and the third number has to be the sum of the first two numbers. Uh, there's that game mechanic, and there's also some other little objects that, that uh, come around, and you can, you can um, like for example, there's a rocket where you time it, and it gets, and it gets a sc- a numbers and whatnot, and when it collides, it adds to a score. But in a nutshell, it's called one two, three, pop and it's a puzzle game, uh, math slash puzzle game.
0: So, the last time uh, we were discussing how it took you a month and a half to you know to finalize the the mechanics and the design of the game, so after that month and a half, um what was the next step and because you took you said it took about six to seven months to release the game uh, well
1: basically it was uh, there was a period where i was I was working on uh, unity, learning the scripting, and then I had to stop products came in, I stopped working. When I, when I say a month and a half, that's pretty much how long it took to do one to 3 pop There were some other scripting stuff that I did in the past before that, but I wouldn't necessarily attribute that, to, I wouldn't um, contain that as part of that process of, of building one to 3 pop because that was more of like a learning exercise, and I think in general, especially someone like myself who doesn't have a huge uh, amount of experience with programming, I think it's, a, it's crucial to just make really, really quick exercises for yourself. And, and just learn from that and move on. Like, you don't necessarily have to start on a game. It could be basically, how do I instantiate objects? How do I clone objects? Then the next exercise could be, okay, now that I have all these objects that are moving around in 3D space, how can I actually move these around and add forces to them to make them behave in a certain way? Yeah. Okay, let me look on collisions for this next exercise. So again, if you I think if you divide your whole learning experience into little chapters where you kind of master... The, the, you know, the creation of objects and then let's say the motion of objects, and collision detection and vari- you can just spend a few days just on variables and coroutines and the, and the flow of these coroutines and you know what happens first? Does start happen first? Does function awake uh, happen first? And all these little things. And so that kind of part I would say was off and on on, on, my, on my evenings or on my weekends, just playing around.
0: Once I yes. started into
1: 123Pop, that was again about a month, a month and a half.
0: And, um, you know, how how many hours were you spending each week developing this game? Because you have your freelance job, I mean like a lot of listeners potentially, they've got another job going on and it's extremely difficult to do that and potentially finish a game. So, how did you overcome that or I mean how many hours did you spend and what were some of the things that you had to do to overcome that challenge?
1: What I would pro- what I would sometimes do is like I'd be working on a pro like on a paying job. I would do that till let's say four or four thirty or five. Have dinner and then from the evening till one in the morning, I'd be slaving. You know, I shouldn't say slaving away because it, <laughs> it is a love of labor. But oh, sorry, labor of love is what I meant to say. But the, sure. you know, like I I would do my my paying stuff during the day and then in the evening it'd be like. Yes, me time, and then I would actually work. Now, and then, and then there was the weekends every now and then where I would also be working, at the um, dismay of my my wife because I had to, you know, that, that's family time, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And the, like, I think that what you you did actually mention something that is kind of interesting in that, it, like finishing a game is huge. Like the fact that you're just able to finish it sometimes, yeah. you know, especially because you have like a, you know a full time job or a freelance freelance career. Um, yeah, like it, that, that's big. Just finishing the dark thing is, is maybe that's why I'm just so, so thrilled with this game of mine. <laughs> it's because I actually finished it. Um, but yeah, so that's basically uh, the, my schedule. And was well,
0: like, were there any challenges, um, you know, like you mentioned, some of the issues with the wife or the kids? Um, I mean, how did, you, how did you balance that family time with the time needed and the focus needed to get this game done?
1: Well, what I would just like I said, what I would ch- would just try and do is just just try balance the time. Like you got your oh. time for work, then you got your time for family, and then you got your time for for coding. Um, and uh, the the reality is that, you know, you take breaks here and there. Of course, I mean, you got to eat, <laughs> you got to yeah, drink,
0: definitely.
1: whatnot. Um, you know, uh, but I think the other thing is that I don't think anyone should. I think it's you know, there's, there's a bit of sacrifice in any and everything. Um, yeah. If you want something, you do have to put the time aside. I don't I don't think you can you can make a game by just doing it 1 hour a day. Like that's not you know. going to happen.
0: Well, you know, that's another good question. Did you I mean, once you got the ball rolling, once you kind of got this working prototype or thing going, did you did you still have to spend a lot of time each week or was it a lot easier because once you got that initial draft done, you know, then it then you can get yes. maybe more polish and more impact with one or two hours a day. It doesn't have to, yeah. you know, so can you talk about that more?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, one of the nice things about Unity 3D is that it's, it's you basically, you're scripting it, like you're, you're attaching scripts to, to all these elements that are in, that are in this you know, 3D space and whatnot, and you're using like a text editor. You can use a text editor to make the script, and you can literally pull things off of the net, like whether it's just little pieces of code, you can copy and paste, and then you can, you can edit them to make it your own. Um, so it's almost like writing a story. I mean, I, that, that's one of the best analogies that I can make. Um, that helps to save time because you're kind of cutting and pasting, and then you're you're reappropriating, you know, the script and whatnot. Um, and definitely, it makes it easier because the, because as you solve things, that's that's one down. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. uh, I, like, for example, I'm already starting to work on uh, another game, and I've got this whole library of scripts now that I've been building over the last let's say year. And little pe- and literally, whenever I need to know how to do something, I can just look up these scripts and pull what I need from that. So if it has to do with collisions or if it has to do with, with moving you know, a rigid body around with you know forces and whatnot or, or the different kinds of you know, stuff like that, like I, can, I can pull from a ready-made list of stuff and only use what I need. So, yes, it makes it a lot easier.
0: Okay. So as you're developing this and you're getting closer to having it done, let's, let's talk about um – what, what you had to do, uh, when, you, when it was around l- release time, how were you feeling and what were some of the challenges or surprises as you were beginning to release this game?
1: Well, um, definitely in terms of Unity 3D, I, one of, some of the challenges were optimizing it for the you know, the, like the iPod, for example. Um, I, I, I figured the lowest, like I have a 2G and a, and a 3G iPod and those were primarily what I tested on. And, you know, some of my challenges were, I'm not sure if this is actually going a little bit backward, but it's it should I think I should note this. Some of the challenges were getting the frame rates, you know, to, you know, to 30 or so, like, you know, making it so that it didn't lag. And in fact, even in my game, there are, there are, you know, just small cases every now and then where there's like a little bit of lag for like a few, for like a second and then it stops. Okay. So definitely, so definitely with, uh, you know, I guess that is my um, lack of experience uh, coming in, but. Um, you know, definitely the, the, I think probably one of the biggest challenges is making this game run smoothly on a little device like the, like the iPod the, especially a 2G iPod. and I didn't even bother with the first generation iPod. I just figured that it's such it's you know it's at that point where it's such old, it's so old now that don't yeah. want to have to look, look at it. Um, I should give I should actually give another example. I was actually trying to make this game in Game cell, which is another game engine. Oh, yeah. It's not a it's not a bad game engine. I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, unfortunately, I had this issue with, with with lag. Like, just the frame rates just weren't there. I mean, it even got to the point where, when you touched objects on screen, it wasn't touch it wasn't responsive enough. Oh. Uh, and get so I was sorry, go on.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 good to know.
1: Sure, sure. But I, but I just want to mention that it is an excellent game game engine. It's got a lot of potential. Um, there's a game, Secret of Grizzly Manor, which is doing awesome. Like It's, it's definitely on the top on the top list all over the world. Like, it's a great game, and that was made with Game Salad. And there's also a game called Bumps, which was made with Game Salad. So, and I think it's a terrific game engine. It's just, I think it needs time, though, to, to mature. And I, I understand that there is a huge um, update on the way, and it's supposed to be awesome. But uh, in any case, yeah, another challenge of mine, getting the game to run smoothly, and how you do that in Unity 3D is there, uh, again, I found this all online. And basically, it involves um, making like a master texture, putting all the textures for all the game objects under one master, uh, like a, like a texture atlas, okay. and then using that because that way apparently the draw calls it's using draw call if you if all the objects are you know using just one texture like there's a there's an advantage to that. There's also a thing called batch batch draw calls whatever like it batches them if they're all using the same texture and if it's under if the, if the object polygons are under a certain all the object vertices are under a certain amount so again i should mention that was another challenge that i had but i was able to overcome it just by going online getting information about that and because of my and i, I also for anyone who is a 3d uh, for anyone who has experience with 3d animation and modeling your half the battle is knowing how to how to manage polygons and and uv's and stuff like that uh, and I also want to mention that you know having a 3D background and going to Unity 3D was a very nice jump because you know I already had this kind of background. And Unity 3D is literally, it's almost like, to me, it's like a, a 3D app that you can script and, and have interactivity. So those two worlds are very complementary.
0: Well, you know, even if you're using Unity 3D, why not just... I mean, you could have focused on the 2D stuff, right? You could have used... Yep. Maybe simpler uh, images or simpler polygons and text, or not yeah. polygons, but simpler images to to get the frame rate up. Um, what did you consider that in your decision, or?
1: Yeah, well, well, actually, I should also mention that like the one to three pop. Even though it is a 3D game, it's it's yeah. using it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a, it's a fake. It's like a it's yeah. a 3D engine, but I'm using it on a 2D plane, and I'm o- I'm also using the orthographic camera, um, and the polygons are very low because they're just actual planes in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. And definitely, I did look. I did look into uh, Cocos 2D, which for me, I just the scripting part of it, it was Cocos 2D. To me, seemed a little bit difficult. I actually found Unity 3D easier in terms of the scripting. I also have. Uh, I also was looking at uh, Corona, which looks oh. awesome. And uh, and I would. I'm I'm definitely following it. Like I'm. I'm definitely like I got it on one of my Google alerts in terms of following the progress of it and whatnot. The, the thing is, but it's, it comes to a point where you have to ask yourself, look, am I going to focus on this game engine or am I going to focus on that game engine? Because it's hard to be a master in all of them, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so so around release time, what yeah. what were some of the other challenges? And can you talk about uh, your marketing plan? Because most sure. developers, once they release the game, they may not even think about marketing or even maintaining it. What yeah. were your thoughts and what, what were your goals? Uh, were your, were you just going to release the game and just let it go or did you want to you know promote it get it out there um yeah Yes. Talk about that yes. great
1: well let me let me tell you about it i um, I definitely heard that somebody even uh somebody was even mentioning online that it's it's, it's literally 80%, 80% marketing and 20% game so, okay. and you know what there's a, there's a lot of merit to that to that uh, comment because it it's, a lot, it's definitely, it's, if, no one knows your, if no one knows your game is out there, yeah. how are they going to buy it? How are they going to know where it is? How are they going to know what the name is and whatnot? I'm definitely promotional excuse. But then again, every developer knows that. Um, so my, my philosophy is, has been not to spend any money. <laughs> because sure. to, to be honest, this is sort of like a learning process for me. Um, maybe perhaps, in the future i 'll definitely uh, you know put some some marketing, um, but at the end of the day, what I did was I released some press releases on the day that that the that the game was uh was approved by Apple, which might have been a mistake in fact um uh, from what I from what i 'm hearing um it's better to do all your like do a, some do some marketing before the game even comes out like for like, maybe in, like two or three weeks before okay. um, I think I think that might actually work in some case. Might be better in some cases because, for example, if you're in touch with media and you know that your game could be, re- you know, if you already know that you can set the date to your release, let's say three weeks later, then they can all like they might not have the story ready to publish on that day. They obviously they're going to have to wait. And another thing is with reviewers, um, they may not review your game until one or two weeks later. So it's the sort of thing where it might actually be worth. Sending emails to reviewers way before your game comes out, so that you can tell them when it will be on the uh, you know, on the App Store, or maybe they can build buzz for it or something like that. I, so I guess the mistake that I made was I marketed the day that it was released on App on the App Store. And what I probably should have done was market it maybe two or three weeks before. Okay. Um, another a challenge I want to mention is uh, categories and keywords for for the App Store are crucial are very very important. I probably didn't. I didn't spend enough really investigating these things. I'm thinking, oh, that'll be a piece of cake. I'll just pick whatever. But the reality is that, uh, for example, for one to three pop, I chose let's say puzzle category and the kids category. But what I find is that the puzzle category there's a lot of competition in the puzzle category. Yeah. And perhaps I would have been better off picking kids and family, or maybe even like education and kids, or something like that. Because mm-hmm. um, to, to, to my in my experience, and I'm, hey, I could be wrong, but it seems like the educational category for example, is is less competitive than the puzzle category. Uh, I think that that could be true. Um, so definitely, in my next uh, I've actually did actually. Here's another thing about categories: is that apparently, when you choose the category for your app, apparently you can't actually change the category after it's like act, actually after it's live. I think that you actually have to um, release an update in order to change those categories. Yeah. So it's the sort of thing that before you pick your category and before it goes live, make sure those categories are you know the best category uh, are your best choice because later on you'll have to throw, put put an update
0: in order to change it. Yeah. So when you released it, uh, what was the price point for it? And nine,
1: nine, I actually released it at nine cents. Some people believe that you should probably release at a higher, like at a dollar ninety nine. Yeah. This way, this this gives you a buffer so that you can actually lower. It. Did
0: Did you consider a light version or having a free free version?
1: Uh, I did I did not have a light version when it was released, which was November third. That's when it went live. Okay. But as of yesterday, I released the, the my live. Sorry, my light version, which is called One Two Three Pop Free, is now live on the App Store. And let me tell you, uh, yes, last night, and actually, I was even debating whether we should have this uh, interview maybe a, a week from now, just because I would have more numbers to do with that. But um, uh, basically, uh, that last night was my second best uh, sales numbers. Uh-huh. And I, that could be because of the light version, um, or yeah. it could also be because just before that light version was released, I did actually put my game for free only for like six hours. And uh, so it could be because I put the game for free for six hours, or because
0: you know, how, So, so for the listeners out there who've heard that it takes a long time to get to put updates and changes on the app store, how are you able to to make something free for just six hours?
1: Well, what I did was I just went into the um, into iTunes Connect number and I just set it for free, okay. and I did that. And I was actually intending to do it for a lot longer. But what happened was, then all of a sudden, I found out that my that my light version was live. So I was like, oh, crap, I can't have a light version and a free version at the same time. So unfortunately, I had to put it back to um, $0.99, cents, which I hope I didn't piss anyone off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's, let's talk about, so you, when you released the game, and you said it was November 3rd that you released it? Well, it was, li- it it was, was live.
1: Actually, sorry, it was live. Sorry, it was live November 3rd, yeah.
0: And, you know, how long did it take to get your first sale? I mean, did it happen that day? Did it happen that week? Um, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I got sales the first day, but it probably also. Well, I mean, I did. I know I got some valid sales, yeah. but don't forget, a lot of the sales came because of family and friends and whatnot. Oh yeah.
0: Well, how did that feel? How did that feel when you got sales? You know, even from maybe non-family and friends.
1: It was awesome. I mean, even to this day, like, I mean, maybe it's just to maybe because I'm an upball, but it's like it's really cool, like. Yeah. you know just to see that you got a you got a, a sale in Singapore or Denmark or like it's like that's so cool somebody out there who I don't know is playing by, or and maybe even going to my website you know and seeing what else yeah. I do. um you know I definitely wa- I look at those um those the, the traffic numbers like like almost like obsessively um, and it's uh it's great like it's it it definitely feels feels awesome
0: and um so you get some sales what about updates I mean were you thinking about adding updates? I know that a lot of apps or some apps um, that are fairly popular have you know weekly updates or continuous updates to just keep it in front of the the player's mind. Uh, what's your strategy on that?
1: I think updates are terrific. I think that you know if you if a developer has the time to do it, definitely do it like that's that's going uh, some a friend of mine even said that if you got feet- if you got featured in new and new, uh, new, uh, new and noteworthy that by putting an app, an update that you actually might get featured like later on again because there's an update. I I don't know um if that's true or not, but that that my friend says that, that that's the case. He's, he's read this before or something. But um that I would definitely say absolutely if you've got the time, put put time into those updates. My only my only the only problem is like I'm always asking to myself like is it worth it? Like yeah. I'm definitely definitely worth updating. Like I think I'd like to update my game, but to be honest, I'm also excited about what's next. I'm excited about what the next game can be.
0: Um, yeah. But, yeah. So... But, oh, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. No, I was going to say, but apparently, like even like Doodle Jump, I mean, yeah. uh, Doodle Jump updates their game, seems like, for every... Like, I mean, then there's Pocket God that updates, like, what, every week or something? Yeah, right? yeah,
0: exactly.
1: And that yeah. seemed, that that's turned out well for them. Uh, I mean, so... I mean, I would definitely say to other developers, absolutely. I mean... Um I I personally would like to update uh one, two, three pop a little more. The only thing is, like I said, it's it's the time commitment. Like is it gonna be worth it? I I don't know. Yeah. I was actually thinking I was thinking of putting like um like reskinning the uh the graphics for for, for Christmas holidays. Like yeah. but the problem is the cutoff time for the Christmas holidays in terms of getting it approved might be two weeks from now, right? Like, oh. like I would imagine that it might be uh like you, you would have to crank out something pretty soon to get it by by the holidays.
0: And in terms of marketing, what other things you mentioned a press release? What other things have you been doing to to get the word out to to um, you know get exposure? Because you said it was eighty percent marketing.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, another thing that I did was um, I tried this out. Actually, um, definitely I frequent a lot of the forums that are out there. Specifically, I I, I definitely uh, go to the um, the Touch Arcade forums and, and the developers section and also the uh, the announcement like there's one uh, thread that's made that's all about um, the new games coming out and whatnot. I've definitely uh, posted some stuff there. Uh, what's interesting is I actually posted promo codes uh, in one of the sections there, but the downside to the promo codes is that while I did get actually more sales. Like I, I did see a bump in sales when I released the promo codes that So at, at first I was thinking, this is a great tactic to you. I mean, this, this actually works. But then a couple days later, uh, it's like, it's like I do a Google search on, on I do a Google search on my, on the, uh, the title of the game and as well from the Google alerts. But like literally, it's like there's hundreds, I shouldn't say hundreds, but there was literally like 20 different sites that have the game that that have a, like a, a pirated version of the game on their site, oh. and, ju- and it happened literally like a day after I posted in in Touch so I have a feeling that some people do uh, do spend a lot of time there looking looking to get Proving to crack the game, I guess, and to put it out there, um, which is sad because we developers put our you know we put our uh, efforts to to make a great game, and then next thing you know, it's for free somewhere, and that's obviously not a good thing.
0: Um. Cool and and any other things. Uh, so, are you doing mainly then online marketing? Are you making YouTube videos and all that other stuff? Are using Facebook? Yeah, okay.
1: yeah I, I've also I got a I got a basically the the extent of my marketing is posting anywhere I can, uh, sending out promo codes to to reviewers, uh, doing a YouTube video and then putting it on YouTube. Um, and what else? i have also I've also uh, sent emails to newspapers like Toronto, like, especially local ones because they tend to do story on, on, on local developers or yeah. small so businesses and whatnot. Um, and I've tried all those things, and I, I I'm still waiting to hear. What, what, I mean, obviously, there's this podcast, which is great yeah. and fantastic, and and I want all those uh, I want all the, all the listeners to know like this is an awesome podcast because I think the other thing to consider is also like there's there are podcasts for developers, but Yours in particular, I like a lot because it talks about it. I actually interviews the developers, and there's we have a lot. Like there's, there's lots to be learned from that.
0: Yeah. Um. So you also mentioned uh, working on another game. So you're doing marketing now. I mean, what's yeah? What's next in store? What's the future of um game development for you?
1: For me, I mean, I I want to do um, I want to do games for myself, and I want to do games for brands, like for companies. Uh, I I. I I have worked um, with ad agencies, and I also worked on, for example, um, the, there's, a, there's a show called Daniel Dan, a uh, TV show. i worked on uh, web game, like on the background arts and the, some graphics for that online sort of game. And there is, there is talk of doing things uh, like that more so, and also on, on the iPhone. Um, there is, I'm also in touch with a number of different companies. I can't say anything right now just because sure talks. But the idea is that I uh, definitely want to make more games, not just for myself, but also for brands, uh, whether that be uh, you know, uh, children's television shows, or whether that be um, you know, Levi's or Pepsi, for God's sakes. I mean, it could be, it could, I think that, like, that commercials could be like games. I mean, why can't commercials be like games? Um, I think that's, that's an area to pursue. I think another thing is, as an illustrator, and definitely, I've definitely uh, worked a lot uh, in, the, in the publishing area, and I would definitely love to pursue uh, creating, um, you know, an original uh, children's book, but actually an iPad interactive children's book, uh, yeah. something that combines, you know, the arts, the art of uh, ch- the ch- children, children's book, and storytelling, and then also something that's more interactive.
0: And so, are you going to focus then maybe in the future on iPad only, or are you still going to focus on iPhone?
1: No, I think I'll, I like. I think that it, it's funny because it's like. The sky's the limit. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just. I wouldn't just focus on on iPod, iPhone. I, my thinking is, um, you know, work. I, I would never close my doors. I don't like to. I mean, even I, mean, I could have just done illustration and, and not done any animation or interactive stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm the sort of person where I like to do different things, um, and maybe the next one could be an iPad game or it could be just just a, just an iPod game. Um, but definitely, it's a great place to be. Like, like there's there's so many things that are happening. It's like it seems like every, you know every, every day there's there's talk of new tablets and there's talk of Unity 3D perhaps actually being on set-top boxes. Oh, so yeah. the future the future is bright. I mean, there's there's so much out there. There's so much potential. And I, no, I wouldn't just close my mind to just the iPad stuff. Although what I like about the iPad is that you know because I'm an illustrator, I can actually make a children's book, not go to a publisher. Just make it for the iPad and make it interactive so it becomes a kind of hybrid of children's book, yet there's something more going
0: on. Uh, yeah, and so where can listeners find out more about the game and you know maybe even check out the game, start playing it?
1: Sure. So again the name is one two three pop. Uh, it's on the app store. There is a free version that you can that you can try, and there's the paid version, it's only ninety-nine cents uh and you could also see if you go on YouTube there's a YouTube video called 1 to 3 pop and there's also my website magneticstudio.com where you'll see uh my illustration work my animation re- my animation reels uh and you'll you'll perhaps see some other stuff to do with uh, upcoming games and stuff there
0: yeah and any last words then for uh, game developers out there looking to do game development looking to get started maybe you know mm-hmm. our hobbyists that want that are kind of tangentially related to creative industry, but want to get into games.
1: I you know, I would say go for it. Uh, there's there's no excuse. There, all the information that you need is online. The SDK, I believe, is what it's either free or a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, even Unity, for example, is free. If you're making it for, for the web, you know you can you can download Unity three for free, play around with it, and then later on, you know, purchase the the iPhone module or the Pro version or whatnot. The bottom line is just go out there and have fun and uh you know and create, create I think game making is like art so create art go and have go and be
0: creative okay great thank you very much well thank you it's been a pleasure yep take care bye